To the ambitious new manager, the big question is this. What does it take to be a great manager? Well, great managers know how to motivate and build a great team. Great managers know how to win trust and respect, make an impact and achieve their goals. And great managers get promoted again and again, and they make more money because of it. So how do managers like you, who are bootstrapping your own careers, join their club? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name's Michael Barrell, and welcome to Making a Manager. So what are we here for today? Well, answer me this, friend. Is it important that you have someone in your life that you can trust? Well, I'd say yes, and I reckon most others would say the same too. Now, that's our personal life, but what about if we expand a little and take the issue of trust into the workplace? What then? Do you think trust is important there too? Specifically, do you think trust in the employee-employer relationship is important? Well, if you've listened to anything that I've said about employee motivation, engagement and productivity, then you'd know that the answer is not only is it important, it's critical to having a workforce that's engaged. Put really simply, whether your people choose to give or withhold their best efforts is dependent upon the amount of trust that they place in you and the rest of the business. I know that when I walk into a workplace and see shitty engagement levels, I can usually bet my bottom dollar that that workplace has a trust problem. Which is why employee trust is a big part of what I teach under pillar four of my workplace wellbeing blueprint. But what is trust when it comes to employees and employers? What makes it up? How do you go about building it? And what do you need to do to make sure it doesn't just evaporate in front of your very eyes once you've built it up? Well, friend, that's what we're going to be digging into in today's episode. What I thought we'd do is run through my favourite super simple model, devised by trust expert Vanessa Hall, that gets you to the core of employee trust and how it works in the interactions that we have at work. So, if you're the sort of person who wants to improve or even sustain relationships at work, then this episode is for you. Let's hit it. First up, what the hell is trust anyway? After all, it is what's at the core of all of our relationships, isn't it? Both in our business and in our personal relationships. Well, here's one way to understand trust. Simply put, it's our ability to place reliance on a person or a company or a good or service to deliver a particular outcome. But the question is, if trust is just our ability to rely on someone or something, how do we go about working out who or what we should rely upon and for what outcome? Well, it's simpler than you probably think. So simple, in fact, that after you've heard it, you can go and apply it to your workplace right away. A good place to start is to look at how we can create trust in the workplace and how it can break down without us even realising it. Here's an example. My daughter Madison, who's three years old, gets really upset when I say that we're going to go to the playground after lunch, but then something comes up and we don't go. Rachel might be late getting home from work, or Henry, my one-year-old son, might be having a rough time teething, or he might nap like rubbish, any manner of thing. Essentially, I'll tell Madison that we'll be going to do something fun, and then we don't. In Madison's eyes, I haven't kept my promise about going to the park. And if I happen to do that a few times, Madison will say, very matter of fact, that sometimes I don't keep my promises. Even if I say, oh, it's okay, that wasn't really a promise, something just came up, is completely beside the point. Madison thought we were going to take her to the park based on what I said to her. Put simply, whether I meant it as a promise or not, the critical thing in Madison's eyes is how it was perceived. And the more often I do that, the less able Madison is able to rely on me when I make offers of doing things like going to the park. In other words, the moments that she's able to place her trust in me will reduce. 
And here's the essence of what I'm saying to you. Whether it's a three-year-old girl who thinks she's about to be taken to the park, or if it's your best employee who thinks she's about to be promoted, given more responsibility, or get approved for that period of annual leave, it's the same core elements that contribute to being able to trust or not. And it's these core elements, three in fact, that we're going to be diving into right now to explain when our employees can trust us and when they cannot. These three elements are best thought of as bricks that build a wall. The first part of our wall, or the first element, represents your employees' expectations. Regardless of what relationship we go into, relationships with people, relationships with companies, relationships with products or services, regardless of the relationship, we all have expectations. And your employees are no different. These expectations come from previous experiences that your people might have had, things that they might have seen, heard or read, things people have told your employees or experiences that they have had with something similar. Here's an example. In relationship with your employee, you might have expectations that he rocks up to work on time, that he makes his deadlines, that he attends staff meetings, and that he works in a manner that he's safe and respectful of others. In turn, he might have expectations that he gets paid fairly for his work each fortnight, that he gets sufficient feedback from you in regards to his performance, and that you provide him with a working environment that is safe. You get the idea. Now for the next part of our brick wall, or the second core element of trust, is our needs. It's your employees' needs that drive them into every relationship or interaction that they have. And they will look for ways to satisfy those needs every day. Now, employee needs differ from their expectations in that they are the basic things that we require to function. Employee needs might include things like the need for safety and security, the need for development and growth, the need for respect from others in the workplace, or the need for recognition. Lastly, the third part of our wall, or our third element of trust, is promises. Now, try and recognise the difference here. While expectations and needs are yours, i.e. what you expect from a relationship or interaction, promises, on the other hand, are made to you by another person, company, good or service. So in our case here, concerning employees, it is the needs and expectations that are theirs, And it is the promises that are made to them by someone or something else, like you or your organisation. But get this, the more a promise sounds like it will meet the needs of the employee, the more likely that employee will be drawn to the person or company making that promise. Now, you no doubt already know this, but promises can be made impliedly or explicitly. If a promise is implied, it's simply something that is suggested but not stated outright. A good example of this is your company's logo on marketing. If you have an ad that shows two happy people working at your company, then your company is making an implied promise in the eyes of your potential candidates that if they work at your company, then they will be happy too. Explicit promises, on the other hand, are those that are clearly stated and tell your employees exactly what they are going to get. An obvious example of this might be your company's mission and values statement, which might make explicit promises about how employees will behave within the company. Another example is an employment contract. So there you have it. Every relationship that you or your employees go into, be it with a person, company, good or service, those three elements, your expectations, your needs and the promises made to you by the other party, will largely dictate the nature of that relationship going forward. Your employees' ability to trust and therefore their ability to put forward their best efforts is based on their belief that, one, their expectations will be met or managed, Two, their needs will be met. And three, the promises made to them will be kept. Okay, so now we know what builds employee trust. 
But as we all know, trust is fragile and it can break down easily. The best way to think of it is this way. An employee relationship with you has been built on their belief that their expectations will be met or managed, their needs will be met, and the promises made to them will be kept. That's our wall that builds up trust. And it's a fragile egg sitting on the top of this wall that we can call trust itself. If their expectations or needs are not met, or the promises made to them are not kept, then that wall we just built will start to crack and the bricks will start falling out. Keep doing this and the wall will start to wobble and that fragile egg, our trust egg, will fall and crack. Just like poor old Humpty Dumpty falling off his perch in one of Madison's nursery rhymes. So let's put it all together now. Your employee might have expectations like being paid fortnightly, having a fun place to work, or having regular meetings with you, their boss, and having a good team of people to work with. This all goes towards building up the first part of their wall. Similarly, they might have needs like belonging to a group, being paid enough, or being communicated with. This builds up the second part of their wall. Next, you might have made implied promises to that employee like everyone gets on well together here or everyone gets a say in what we do. Their wall is almost built now. So lastly, you and your organisation might have made explicit promises to your employee like we'll pay you $40 per hour or respect is one of our core values here. And that's it. The wall is built. Trust is present. But watch what happens when an expectation or two isn't managed or a need isn't met or a promise isn't kept. Let's say your employee doesn't actually get regular meetings with you, or they don't get adequately communicated with, or people don't actually get along well together at all, or there happens to be a fundamental lack of respect inside the workplace despite respect being one of the core values of the business. Well, then the wall starts to wobble. Keep going down that track and the wall will fall and the egg will crack. And you'll be left with employees who don't give you their best efforts because they don't trust you. So listen, if you like what you've heard today, you can get a ton more information from a woman called Vanessa Hall. Apart from being a fellow Aussie like myself, Vanessa's work on trust is world class. It really resonates with me, which is why I wanted to share a bit of it here with you today. She's got a book aptly titled The Simple Truth About Trust. Google it and check it out. Right now, while it's fresh in your mind, go to makingamanager.com. That's makingamanager.com. On that webpage, you'll see that I'm giving away my complete employee feedback swipe file. No, this isn't some kind of clearance of old stuff that's no good. This is a swag of full-fledged, really helpful, evidence-based rules and tactics built specifically for managers like you who want to become more persuasive and effective at giving feedback and having difficult conversations with your employees. Download and copy these plug-and-play templates in the order that I deliver them to you. And I sincerely believe that if you implement what I share with you, then this year will be fantastic. Again, it's completely free. There are no tricks to this offer, by the way. Go to makingamanager.com and get it while the getting's good. And that's a wrap. Now go on, get out there and kick some ass, stay awesome, and thanks for listening.